welcome to the Plebeian Power Hour with your hosts, Tipper and Kim. Today we're going to be talking about MKUltra. MKUltra is one of the big conspiracy, conspiracy theories. Like This one was big a long time ago, but it always seemed oh, fake. fake. So, so before we even dive in, I'm just going to tell you that I watch a lot of old-timey mystery shows. So I like Columbo, I like Murder, She Wrote, I like, you know, all of these things. And so when they kept having, like, repeat stories of, oh, this person had truth serum, or this person, you know, and it went through these things, I was like, ah, isn't that funny that nobody has, like, any creativity? I did not know it was based on something that was factual, because I think a lot of people had a conspiracy theory, and they would have worn several layers of tinfoil hats talking about this only to have the documents released in the last five or so years and find out it was true. Yeah, it is a very interesting story. There's another one, too, that we're going to talk about if we got time called Stargate, and it is Mm -hmm. also really interesting. Oh, my gosh, but in a totally different way. In a totally different way. So almost hilarious. It is hilarious. MKUltra is not funny. MKUltra is not funny. (laughs) Stargate is hilarious. So funny. But let's start with MK Ultra and And get I'm into gonna it. give a warning though that I have some a few little off topic rabbit holes that I will probably go down because I couldn't help myself. So let's dive in. Okay. <laughs> so to kind of start, the MK Ultra started as some different uh projects. So Right. It was in the nineteen fifties. Yeah. And it lasted until the mid 60s but all of the proof came out in the 70s okay like a a sliver of the truth came out in the 70s yeah and you'll hear some about how they how the truth came out how it was hid or whatever but and and in theory the program actually went on till 1972 but it changed Mm. names in the 60s yes so it started out don't forget we are cold war here Yes. And in the Cold War, you have the um, Soviet Union part, but you also have the Korean War yeah. situation going Which on. Which is one of the big starting uh-huh. things. This is where we intro into this. And um, at the time, the United States thought that because people were being captured in North Korea and they were confessing to things that the United States had not done, they had assumed that there was a kind of mind control that the Koreans and potentially the Soviets were capable of doing and they wanted to know how to do it themselves. Yep. And, and so they noticed that they, they would see these um, essentially prisoners of war, people who had been you know, captured mm-hmm. by the communists, they would see them kind of disoriented and other things in some of the interviews that they gave. Turns out they're probably hungry. <laughs> and, and it is also quite possible that they were drugged because yes, one of the things... It is. Huge opiate territory, too. And, and the LSD, too. Moscow, at one point, tried to buy up all the LSD. Oh, I have information And the about U.S. That. was like, we'll buy it. We'll take all of mm-hmm. it. And that turned out to be inaccurate information. Did you the Moscow stuff? Yeah. Uh-uh. But I believe it because a lot of this stuff, <laughs> even with like the Stargate thing, which we'll get into, it feels like they the, they're Stargate just messing person. with, with the, the was, United States. It was a mistake. It wasn't intentional. 
it was a mistake on a part of okay let's just talk about what that part was later and and let's we'll get to that because I have so much hilarity in my voice when I talk about that part <laughs> so MK Ultra was approved by Alan Dulles of Dulles Airport fame and this is my first rabbit hole that I'm going to go down so he was the first civilian to head the CIA um, up until this point I mean the CIA is pretty new it had been called OSS. OSS before that and switch it over Dwight D. Eisenhower puts him in power and um, in the CIA, um, and he gives a speech in 1953. And in this speech, he explains, I realize, he explains that whole um, prisoner of war, people are, are, you know, saying things, and he calls it brain warfare. We've entered into brain warfare. So this is like the space force of yeah. the brain. <laughs> So Dulles did some pretty interesting things in his time. He, in 1953, so in 53, the year he's put in, he is responsible for the coup d'etat in Iran. So that plays into a part later as well. Um, He's also, in 1954, in charge of a Guatemalan coup d'etat. He was in charge of the Lockheed U-2 aircraft program, which was in 1955, which is a surveillance aircraft, which I did not know that they could fly so high. Because when we spoke about the balloon, when we talked about the ceiling that each of these airplanes have, fighter pilots have like a ceiling of like 65 in America, 65,000 feet. These go up to like 123,000 feet. Oh, that's actually the MiG. It goes, but it goes up to like 100,000 feet or 70, in between 70 and 100,000 there is a MIG that goes up to 123,000, but it is considered a like a space plane. And that doesn't count as an aircraft because it's not in air anymore. It's space. space. It's a space plane. And so I don't need to go down this rabbit hole too much. However, it was pretty fascinating to find out a little bit about these things um, just because I find it fascinating. And we can talk about it another time. But in a MIG... You could circumnavigate the entire globe in five and a half hours. Wow. Right? That's pretty fast. (laughs) At the equator. Yes. Oh, so anyway, there we go. Off on my my one thing. (laughs) But you got MKUltra, but Dulles was in charge of the Bay of Pigs invasion. And he was actually fired by JFK because of the Bay of Pigs invasion. And, um... I just had to throw that in because I thought it was fascinating that he was involved in that as big as he was. Yeah, he was involved in a lot, which is also when you get into some of the JFK conspiracies and they talk about, well, he just fired a guy who was responsible for how many coups? How many foreign leaders being killed? Oh, yeah. Law. Law. That was Dulles. Yeah, it it fuels some of those conspiracies. I watched it... uh, interview a reporter interview with him and the reporter said what do you think could be done to eliminate the gaps of intelligence that occurred in cuba and the berlin wall and so on and dulles said well all you can do is improve in every possible way of course the public often thinks there are gaps where there are not really gaps because you can't really tell the public beforehand what it's uh what we know about what's going on 
because when something happens the press didn't know about beforehand, they assume the CIA didn't know about it either. That's not always the case. <laughs> so I just was like, thank you, Dulles. Like, <laughs> so true. It so is so true. true. But now let's rewind and go back to MK Ultra because okay. there I went. So I'm going to go and bring up some some stuff. Uh, before it was called MK Ultra, it, there were some pro- programs called Bluebird and Artichoke. That's where MK Ultra started, mm-hmm. and there's some documents that you can see on essentially CIA.gov where they talk about mm-hmm. uh, this. They they say, "All right, what were the objectives of Project Artichoke?" Right. This is a quote from the th- document. their documents. These are for yeah, real documents that have been people. released in the last when, five years. This is this is legit quotes from the the CIA documents that explain what the program was. And so they had a number of things. One of them was, this is a quote, to perfect techniques utilizing existing drugs, hypnosis, and other elements for the extraction of information from individuals, whether willing or not, the development of means for the control of the activities and mental capacities of individuals, whether willing or not, and then the yes. means to prevent the a- enemy from gaining controls over the activities and mental capacities of agency personnel. So they're looking at ways to use essentially drugs, hypnosis, or other methods mm-hmm. to either extract information or control people and in- implant information. Right. In 1959, the Manchurian Candidate was released on book. In yeah. Book. And this was huge because this was when um, they have this guy and he is brainwashed to do all of these things. And I was going to watch it. I started watching it, but then life got a little busy. <laughs> but I wanted it to be fresh. But um, in the documents, they talk about wanting their own Manchurian candidate. Yep. And they, this is one of the goals that they had is to have somebody that could do something for them and then wipe away all knowledge of either having done it or all question about doing it. And that is one of the things that they are also going for. And it's in these documents. Like, it's in the letters. It's yeah, in the there, There's a memos. 1954 memo. Mm-hmm. And it's, this is, can an individual of deleted nationality, so they removed that, can an individual of deleted nationality descent be made to perform an act of attempted assassination under the influence of artichoke. Yes. And then it goes on to say, we have an example of a guy who's 45 years old, well-educated, a heavy drinker, and we would have limited access. And so the question is, can we make that guy do something? You know, mm-hmm. Essentially, can we make him assassinate somebody? Mm-hmm. And that was the memo that they put out, and they're asking mm-hmm. the artichoke people, can you do this? And what's fascinating is this is one of the things they assume may have happened to Lee Harvey Oswald. Not so much Lee Harvey Oswald, but almost definitely they assume that it happened to the guy who killed Lee Harvey Oswald, Ruby. Jack Ruby. Jack Ruby. They. This is another rabbit hole I went down. Are you ready for this? I, was, I haven't heard <laughs> this one. Put your tinfoil hat on, but this is only a level one because there are documents that say... Um, they were released on December 15th of 2022, where there's a doctor named Lewis West, who is a big player in MKUltra. 
And he was the psychiatrist in California who funded the CIA to conduct LSD experiments in, um, in California. So, so a lot of MKUltra, there's a huge portion that centers around LSD. So, so since we haven't gotten to that point and we're skipping around like we always do, um, he was, so Ruby shot Oswald on November 24th, 1962. West then visited Ruby in his isolation, isolation cell um, in April. And then he claimed that Ruby was technically insane and needed immediate psychiatric hospitalization. Well, everyone who had interacted with Ruby thought that was weird because he seemed perfectly fine. And West acknowledged that Ruby never fully explained how, why he had decided to kill Oswald. And um, usually when murders are committed in a public fashion like it was, and all of those things, usually they know exactly why they did it. But this guy couldn't come up with why he did it. And he was put inside a um, facility. Oh, oh, and West had claimed at this time, by, because of all the research he'd done previously, that he was able to replace true memories with false memories due to his LSD studies. So he administered, quote unquote, new drugs that were effective in speeding up the hypnotic state. This is a quote, by the way. And speeding in the hypnotic state and deepening the trance that can be produced in given subjects. So, <laughs> I, I just, I mean, it keeps going on because there's also Siron Siron who assassinated Robert F. Kennedy, whom West also became his psychiatrist and um, claimed that Siron had been given a, uh, had been psychic, oh, driven psychic driven which means someone had in driven him to a psychosis kind of thing to do this um and they, they had used mind altering techniques that used hype hypnosis and paralytic drugs which is part of mk ultra that's one of the things that they did um so this was west explaining what happened to siron siron when he assassinated robert f kennedy and in 1972 West wanted to study inner city riot issues by chemically castrating black and Hispanic men in a violent of that had violent natures and putting electrodes in their brain. But the public outcried and did not want that to happen. And I was like, how do you get to a point where you're like, yes, this is fine. Let's, let's chemically castrate people who are violent. And I'm like, I think, you know, sometimes we're all like, I wish this person would never have kids again. They're a horrible person. But to actually get to a point where you're like, let's do this. Let's, let's do, do this on a massive scale. <laughs> anyway, so there's rabbit hole number two. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's some good rabbit holes here. There's some here. rabbit holes here because this was incredibly secretive. And yeah, so just as part of that point, the the name MK Ultra. The MK stands for the like technical services. It is the CIA's technical services division oh. that's going to handle this. The ultra is this is as top secret as it gets. Oh. That's what the MK ultra stands for. And, and the uh, other, it all got rolled into MK ultra in 1953. The weird thing is they were actually doing this in like 1950. You know, they started. Artichoke and mm -hmm. Bluebird and Chatter and a bunch of other 
projects, and then they all rolled them into MKUltra in 1953. So I'm going to skip ahead a little bit to Do kind it. of explain some things. In 1973, all the MKUltra records were destroyed. Yes. By the order of the director of the CIA and the, one of the guys who was kind of in charge of this program. Almost all. Yes. Almost all. The, <laughs> the guy in charge of the program, his name was Sidney Gottlieb. Gottlieb. Like mm-hmm. and, uh, and there is actually a memo that says, if anyone finds out what we're doing, they will hate us. Yes. Like, and this was in the 50s. So in 72, <laughs> Nixon shut things down, mm-hmm. and then he canned the head of the CIA. And it, when that happened, they were like, we, let's get rid of everything. Yeah. So they destroyed everything except for they forgot that some of the stuff was archived. Some of the financial records were archived. Oh. And so somebody found those in 1977, and they said, oh, look, some of these weren't destroyed. But it was mostly just financial records that mm-hmm. they found. And and memos and, and like things that because they were so many different facilities. Yeah. Even Canada. So they talked about it, yeah. Yeah. They in in uh, nineteen seventy seven there was a Senate hearing about MK Ultra and mm-hmm. they produced a document and they talked they had over eighty universities um, and hospitals and research institutions that were involved in MKUltra. And they talked about how many uh, projects they had under MKUltra. There were 149 different projects under MKUltra. Yeah. And they were broken down into different and these groups. are just the official. Yes. Because they had universities on their own doing not ultra-secret yeah. studies on these drugs. Like, these are just the secret ones. These are the, <laughs> like, these the are secret the ones, ones that they stuff didn't talk they, about. This is the ultra, super mm-hmm. secret stuff. And some of it was done with human volunteers that knew that they were volunteering yes. for this. And some of it was done with people who, unwitting volunteers yes, is what they called people who them. had no idea. They didn't know what they were doing at all. So there were unwitting volunteers uh, with you know, witting volunteers, people who knew, and then there were just unwitting subjects, yeah. and so they broke down. They had a account of some of the different projects that you know that um, that they used, but they said there were 149 different documented projects under this that went to different uh, organizations. I, I know Harvard was one. There were Canadian. Yes, Stanford. Uh, Stanford was mm-hmm. one. And, and there was some really California interesting with stuff West. with some of that <laughs> stuff, too. Yeah. So here's one. Uh, okay. Harvard did a study. You know who Ted Kaczynski is? I do. He's the Unabomber. Oh, no. He was one of the subjects. What? In MKUltra. And what they did with him. Ted Kaczynski? Ted Kaczynski. Whoa. And with him, what they did was. Oh, my word. Once a week for two years, they would bring him in and just berate him. Oh, no. And just say the worst horrible things about, like, his, you know, you're dumb, your projects are worthless, you know, whatever. And that was just to put him under whatever level of distress. And uh, Don't do that again. Yeah. 
But he was one of the ones, and it's interesting too because I had heard that rumor like long ago, and I thought, you know, crazy crackpot. Everybody is weird who's on their own farm with their own growing their own food and won't put their. And, and then you can find on the, you know, CIA.gov. Yes, they have it. They got, and, and there were some uh. other notable uh, subjects involved as well. Uh, Ken Kessie, he was the author of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, whoa. He was involved in yeah. LSD. That's what they talked about um, in the book. Yeah, Robert Hunter, he was a member of the Grateful Dead. He, oh. he got LSD from the project. And same with Allen Ginsberg. They all were involved. Those three That's were all LSD. Though, I were these official LSD or were these school LSD projects? These were, I think, school LSD projects. One of the things that the United States did here is, oh, <laughs> there's so much information, is they accidentally started the anti-culture of the 60s. Yeah. With, the, with these studies, because the people who were doing the studies started taking the medication themselves to see what medication, taking the drugs yeah. themselves to see what happened, and they would get addicted, and then they would love it and pass it out to everybody, and they had this huge counterculture that erupted in the 60s, like all of the free love stuff and all of those hippies. Timothy Leary. <laughs> Timothy Leary was a big LSD promoter. Yeah. I didn't find anything official, but the, it, it people are saying he got his start working in this program, and oh, he thought that LSD was so good, yeah. he kind of broke off from the program and just started promoting oh, it. And that's so how they, everybody so they arrested went. him. Because <laughs> he's now a drug dealer. Because now he broke of off. Having... Like, it's fine when you're giving the drugs to unwitting <laughs> subjects. That's that's okay. That's but when cool. you're telling people you know, about it and they're telling them it's okay, that's not okay. So let me kind of randomly backtrack here for another tiny rabbit hole that I went down and we were talking about earlier with the doses. So John Gottlier, Git- Gittinger, there we go. <laughs> He was the chief psychologist for the CIA. He started bringing up, and this is at the beginning. This is kind of what started MKUltra. Because, of course, I jump around all over the place. It's kind of what I do. If you can't follow my brain track, you should get ADHD sometime and see how fun this is. So he said that you could disable a whole city by putting a small amount of LSD in the water supply. So this is why they started looking into it. Because they thought it would be something used against them in like a time of war. So after, oh, he said that after all the drugs they had looked at, they looked at LSD and it was the only drug that looked promising for all of these offensive things. Like as in like not being on the defense and being prepared, but offensive and, you know, getting people to do what they wanted. So they found out that Russia, oh, the (laughs) Switzerland, Switzerland, Switzerland was going to LSD. sell 100 million doses of LSD. And the U.S. was going to buy all of it so that Russia could not. That's what they are going to do. Yep. So they couldn't use it in the United States' water supply and kill everybody, right? But there was a mistake. And this is the mistake I was talking about. John Marks, who was the author of, of The Search for the Manchurian Candidate, A History of Intelligence Work and Mind Control, he found a document that says that the American military attache, who's in the document listed as MA for military attache, 
in Switzerland got kilograms and milligrams mixed up. Oh. <laughs> so there, there were not a hundred million doses. There were only a hundred doses. <laughs> so that is why that was funny. <laughs> They're like, oh. But then they found out they could get all of that they wanted from magic mushrooms, right? So here's rabbit hole number four. They can, they find out there is a supply of magic mushrooms in the south of Mexico. So they get this part-time chemist to trick a, in a like a vice president banker of some place to fund going into the, to the, uh, I, what is it? forests, jungles, I don't know what the climate's like down there, to hunt this mushroom. Must be kind of damp, because mushrooms <laughs> were right. there. Um, to get the mushrooms to turn them into a drug. But there was this guy named R. Gordon Lawson, or Wasson. I actually don't know, because I was listening to it. I'm listening to this, and I can't tell what they're saying. Um, he got there first. And um, they have audio recordings of how they would use the magic mushrooms with the locals. And so um, they take this up, and that is where the government starts getting their supplies so they don't have to buy it. So they don't have to get the Switzerland <laughs> LSD. Sweden? Where, where was it? <laughs> yes. I should know my facts more than 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Switzerland. I just get so excited and carried away. Yeah, it is interesting, and they did, um, they're, in one of the documents that they had, this one was from Project Artichoke, so before it became NKUltra, they, they had a list of all the drugs that were in one oh, of the wow. laboratories, and the, and it it's this huge list, so they have sodium amytal and uh, sodium pentothal. That's the one that they call those the, are truth the truth serums. Yeah. Yes. Those are the ones that they call like the truth serums and they were those were used a lot. They got LSD in there. They've got barbiturates. Uh, they've got uh, benzedrine. Yeah. Also used in the truth serum type. Yeah. Try. And they've got uh, you know morphine, scopolamine. They've got a whole oh bunch. Gosh. They've got this entire list and it's just this is just even if one. you try one of those on one person that's a ton of people like yeah there's there's so many more people here than we know i imagine so it it was it was an impressive and another thing too to talk about kind of the scope of this project in 1953 they had some documents in 1953 uh this program mk ultra had 10 million dollars in funding which in today's dollars would be $110 million. Wow. So in 1953, when it first started, there was $110 million put into, in today's money, put into this project. So that gives you kind of the idea maybe of what the, the scope of this was. There was a, a lot of money in this. And now they can just send people out to get their own drugs and they don't have to pay for it. As I say, they, they, <laughs> what, what would be interesting is to see what, you know, where where the money's currently going but oh yeah it's true most of the stuff like you don't get to find out stuff till like you know 50 years after yeah. it happened generally the first information came out 20 years after it happened with frank we got to talk about frank oh well so frank olson yeah 1953 mm-hmm. there's a chemist by the name of frank olson and Sidney Gottlieb and a few other people 
they were getting ready to start this, you know, program. Well, they went down, and everybody who was involved in this, you know, this is a bunch of the higher ups. They all took the LSD, but they didn't tell people. They didn't tell they any. Didn't of tell them what they were. So taking. they didn't tell Frank what he was taking, mm-hmm. or that he was taking anything. They s- slipped it into his drink, and yep. he ended up taking LSD. So he finds out. Uh, later, you know, obviously you're going to, you know, realize that something happened, but he realizes something happened and they kind of tell him, yeah, you know, we're doing this program. We gave you some LSD. Here's what we're doing. Well, so in, that was November 19th, 1953 is when they dosed him with LSD. so early. It it was right at the beginning of Mm -hmm. the program. So uh, November 27th, 1953, the official story is he committed suicide by jumping out of a window in New York City. So I think it was he was in Texas when they dosed him with the LSD. Which, before you go on, I am going to say that 23 years later, his wife found out that the government had given him LSD. And they said that because he was on LSD, he kind of had a freak out and jumped out the window. And she had thought for 23 years that her husband had just jumped out the window. Yeah. And, and but the, there's more, yes? And then, the, the, so the official story is he was on LSD, he jumped out of the 10-story window. But he took the LSD a week and a half before he died. Mm-hmm. And after the LSD, he said he started expressing, like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to tell my family. I don't know that I... So they're like, okay, we're going to send you to uh, counseling in New York. He goes to counseling, and then then they go, all right, this isn't working. We're going to put you in a sanitarium up in Maryland. Oh, uh uh-huh. He doesn't make it there. He jumps out the window. So they say he jumped out the window... It was a plate glass window. He jumped through the window, through the, window. Through the blinds, out the onto the street, all while there was another CIA officer sleeping in the same room with him. Did who, he have a mag, like a magic hole that? No, <laughs> they're in the exact same room. Uh. And luckily, the CIA officer woke up just in time to confirm that he jumped out on his own. Oh my word! Accord. And, and this story, so that means, likely, the story that his wife finds out 23 years later was still alive. Was most likely, because the official documentation was that the LSD made him jump out the window, but they say that the LSD effects last for about 24 hours. And it was a week and a half after he took the LSD that he jumped through out a plate through a plate glass window, window with the blinds closed. <sighs> With another person in the room. There was another guy named Harold Blower. Yeah. He he also was part of these tests in 1953. He was in a psychiatric facility. And they injected him with mescaline, a mescaline derivative. And they wanted to produce symptoms of schizophrenia. And by the time he had his fifth shot, he died. And they covered that up too. Yep. They just I when you think about how many they, documents they, they doctored his death certificate. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> it, it, like that that one was pretty blatant. Yes. The Frank Olson one, I think they were trying to cover them. So, but with Harold, I think they just made the guy overdose. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, we can fix that. They, his daughter sued the government when the papers came out in the 70s. Yeah. Because a bunch of this declassified in the 70s. So in, in 76, the U.S. government gave a check to um, yes. Frank Olson's family for mm-hmm. 750000 They gave uh, And one. that was about still the lie. Oh, and still a lie. Like, they wouldn't tell. But they did, apparently, like, it was Gerald Ford who... Delivered the, you know, apology note like that. Here's something from the president. Your husband was a fine, outstanding. Yeah, he was a good guy. We, we snuck it in him. Because she did know that it was given to him without his consent. Which, (laughs) I mean, who really knows? But yeah. But I, I was watching a documentary, and she's, she's, in the documentary talking about it, and and. You know, it's been 23 years, so she's settled a little bit on the matter, but she's still quite upset because. Yeah, because why wouldn't you hor- be? Yeah, everyone should be. Everyone should be upset to find out that the government murdered their husband in one way or another. It's yeah. just upsetting. Yeah, so that one was kind of a, you know, a, a, and it actually, like, it made the news, you know, you don't get to hide that somebody jumped out of windows, but they did. You know, there was a lot of cover up, and so when that stuff that stuff started coming out, and I think in the seventies it did get out. That was one of the things that was in the Senate Commission on MK Ultra in like seventy seven. One of the you know they brought that up as you know, what about this Frank Olson? You know, tell us yeah. about this. And... and there was another. There was a lady where they put electrodes in her brain, and without her permission, in the University of Maryland. Oh, maybe with her permission, she knew she was being in a study, but she didn't know what the study was or what they were exactly doing, and to try and manipulate her body, and she went crazy because she was like, she's like, I feel like somebody's trying to control my body, and I, and they're like, what, what? <laughs> yeah, and there's some other interesting. There was a tale of somebody. This was somebody up in Canada got subjected to um, what they had done was. He had like therapy sessions and he would talk about things and they took, they recorded that and then they took like the worst things that he said and then they just played them back a quarter million, half a million times and just made the guy listen to himself saying this stuff just to see if they could break him down. It's, it's fascinating to know how many of these studies happened in Canada because I, I thought that was really interesting that they would cross the border for these tests, and yet, <laughs> yeah, there were I, there it, were quite a few up in Canada. For yeah, sure. they had a psychiatric hospital up there that they did a ton of stuff, and uh, yeah, I, there was brain a, brainwashing. There was one kind of suspicious thing. There was a doctor by the name I think is Ewan Cameron. He was one who yes, did experiments. That's the, he's the one that would use psychic driving. That's the the term he used that West stole about, and he he ended up dying like in of a heart attack in at the age of sixty five. Oh, under kind of suspicious in a mountain climbing accident. <laughs> yeah, so he dies. <laughs> so okay, here's what he did. So 
he would use electric shock therapy to depattern people. And he would keep his patients asleep for 30 days. Oh. And then it showed that there was no benefit, but there was memory loss that would occur for six months to 10 years before the ex- procedure. So he is doing these tests on people and makes them totally black out parts of their mind. And the, and um, he said, oh, this was amazing. So the depatterning is what was happening to that lady. I mean, there was a, I forget you didn't watch it. There was a lady of, who was a wife of a parliament member. And she was receiving LSD therapy at that very same institute. And she said it was horrible. And people, like, because they have hallucinations and it's yeah. terrible and they feel awful and it's horrible. And she can't imagine why this is helping, but she's hopeful that it's helping. And when the newer leaders were asked, you know, why, if they thought it was too harsh, they said, yeah, it's really hard on the staff because these people need so much care. <sighs> And she was like, well, I'm glad they care about the staff. (laughs) They didn't care. I'm like, Uh, how can you remove yourself so far from that? Because you have to or else you wouldn't be doing it in the first place. might be true. Yeah, it is interesting. And there's some other, like, there's a lot of people who have stepped forward and said they were involved. And some of it is kind of hard to believe. And some of it. It I, isn't that hard. I have another rabbit hole. Oh, let's go, Are you let's ready? go down that one. <laughs> so remember that the Manchurian Candidate was written in like the early 60s. So you have John Gottlinger and Dr. John Klein who said that the Manchurian Candidate, like it was possible, right? Um, so they had considered using Fidel Castro as a Manchurian Candidate. Because they were trying to put him in power and trying to have him do what they wanted, which did not happen. But they decided that they couldn't account for every externality, so they they scrapped it. So they used the Gitlinger system to start using personality profiles on people. Because originally they used his system to decide if people were weak enough to become a Manchurian candidate. You had to have a weakness of character about you to be considered. And I was like, whoa. So they use this. He would travel around to Uruguay, to Korea, um, and work with the Korean CIA and work with companies so that they could figure out how to pick certain people for certain jobs. (laughs) They were just looking. Gitlinger said they were looking for people's soft spots, their weaknesses. So that they could manipulate them. And I just think, oh my word. Yeah. And and he's just saying this like, yeah, of course. Like, this is what we were doing. And they're like, at least whisper. Like, this yeah, is awful. Right. Uh, and there were some other interesting things that came out in that uh, Senate uh, commission report. Oh, yeah. They talked about some things. One of the, they they had safe houses in oh, yes. New York and San Francisco. There were there were a couple more, and so because uh, remember they can't find any real documentation on this. It all got destroyed. Yeah. So they bring in, they call in some of the people uh, that were involved, but they do have some of the financial stuff. And so they bring in. They they were had three witnesses that they pulled in on this Senate committee, and they're talking about some of this stuff. And then, this goes 
so crazy. Like, it it's is. all crazy. It's all crazy. And it's so hard to believe. And you're wondering, yeah, you know, but, but you're, the sources yeah. are the government uh-huh. documents, you know. And, like, yep. The people involved. One man perjured himself and said he had no idea. So this is called Operation Midnight Climax. This is so <laughs> gross. <laughs> but he, he said he had no idea. But it turns out he was in charge of the San Francisco safe house. So they have this safe house in 1955 on 22.5 Chestnut Street in San Francisco where they have this apartment and it has like 10 can dancer pictures on the wall and and curtains that yeah, are red. Yeah, it's got red curtains. It's got two-way <laughs> mirrors. Microphones. And, yeah. <laughs> and they would have prostitutes lure men into the apartment where they were then dosed with LSD and then observed by George White. He would sit on the other side of this two-way mirror and just observe. like Because I think the ultimate goal was he was trying to see um, where in the night people were most willing to give up information. And he was also trying to see how they could use this as a tactic for espionage. Yep. But, but I thought to myself, these must be fake prostitutes, right? Like this... No, nope. no, they were real prostitutes. So not only is all of that really happening, but they paid these prostitutes along with the person, and then they promised that they would get them out of whatever law enforcement encounter they came across. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, is, it is mind-blowing. And one of the things that I thought was hilarious in, in that um report is they're talking to one of the guys and the, what the guy says is that he's he's just the money you know he was in charge but all he did was dole out the are money are you talking about george white no oh. it was a different guy mm-hmm. that they oh. brought in because mm-hmm. it, it was one that they were interviewing because they couldn't get everybody they wanted to get yeah. like Sidney gottlieb and they're like why can't we talk to him and and he didn't work for the cia anymore so they're like well you know like that's not we can't you know Ugh. help you there but uh they're talking to the one of the guys and so they're saying, okay, you know, you, you got this room, you got, uh, you know, these, these we, they, you got all this cash, you got this room with, you know, the, they called them the can-can pictures yep. and the, you know, red uh, velvety, you know, curtains and the two-way <laughs> mirrors. And they're like, so what do you think happened in that room? And, it, and then it, the transcript just has kind of a dot, dot, dot. Nervous laughter. <laughs> <laughs> Which is better than knowing for sure. And, and, the, and the, the answer, like, I don't know. I was never in the room. George White knew. I don't know what happened. <laughs> George but I White can guess. was a horrible man. He has a lot of horrible stories connected to his name. But he later said, and I quote, I toiled wholeheartedly in the vineyards because it was fun, fun, fun. (laughs) And then he said, where else could a red-blooded American boy lie, cheat, steal, rape, and pillage with the sanction and blessing of the all-highest? Wow. Ew. I really hate this George White guy. Wow. But he was the one that sat behind the two-way mirror. I'm sure there were other people. I'm sure, because it, it was, they had multiple locations, San Francisco yeah. and New York, that were documented. Mm-hmm. And they suspect that there was a lot more stuff than what they could find. Yes. But 
Yeah, it, I'm sure it wasn't <laughs> so just this. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. It was pretty amazing. One of the other things that they brought up in that report is they're talking to these guys and they say, you know, one of the purposes they thought, okay, let's see if we can um, break down the human mind yeah. and then rebuild it again. Mm-hmm. And we got really good at the first part. Yeah. We never really got the hang of the second. And and he, what the guy under, he said. That's where the, Ted Kaczynski the, came. The Manchurian candidate set us back because we could never get that. We couldn't convince people to do those things. Like, we could yeah. break them down, but we couldn't make people do things. Unless it was successful with Ruby. And unless, Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. Unless we don't know about the times and, it was successful. And we really, really don't. And that's a, I mean, that's one of the things that makes these conspiracy theories so yeah. big and fun. It, it, like, nobody really knows. You know, all the documentation destroyed. There, There's no record of anything but financial records. And, and even that, accounts. that's not all the financial records. And witness accounts, which some of those are pretty suspect. Like, there was a lady, and... and I just thought it was suspect because what she says is so outrageous. Mm-hmm. But you don't know. Like, she says, I was a subject. And I was underage at the time. Mm-hmm. And they would do, like, she talked about, uh, and, and maybe she was on LSD, but she talked about, like, they would have these hologram projections that they would put in front of you while they're doing stuff. Which is in so many 1960s movies. And like. Yeah. So many. And and then it's crazy. Like, she talks about something that was called, like, Project Monarch, which people talk that that's still a thing now. Still In classified. fact, if you want to get crazy <laughs> tinfoil <laughs> hattie. How many? Four? No. What's the highest? Well, <laughs> How this many one is almost too, like, it, it's so weird to believe because the people that are into it are like, you know, like, Britney Spears is oh, one yeah? of them. And they start throwing out Let's all these names. seven. This feels like and, seven. And it really starts <laughs> getting to the point boy. where some of this stuff is hard to believe, and you can't find, you know, any of this. So there's a lot of official documentation where you could say the the government has basically said that we've done the X, you know, mm-hmm. you, and, and you can't really hide or deny that sort of thing. Although, in theory, you could say, yeah, those are fake, you know, which we'll get to if we talk with Stargate, because that's one of my... Uh, potential theories but <laughs> some of this stuff you can't find any documentation like well, i couldn't find anything on kathy o'brien and because so, she mentioned she mentioned like george bush like oh yeah he I, uh-uh. he was one of the ones and george i think herbert walker bush was head of cia at oh, for a long oh, period yeah. of time i well because you know that horrible george i talked about yeah he wrote a diary he had a diary of all of the information that, that he in the studies that he did where he he kind of kept it all together but there was a guy um who was a narcotics officer because that's what george did he worked in narcotics and but the guy his name is charles Siragusa or something um and he went to lunch with george and george was mad that the waiter was taking so long so he pulled a gun out on him <laughs> pointed a gun at the waiter wow. um but he knew all of the players in prostitution and drug rings. He's the one that set up the safe houses that um, they used to test the stuff. (laughs) (laughs) The insert leap here stuff. And it it was, he like, 
the information that they have is from his own stuff or from like the people yeah. that interacted with him. They don't have a, many official documents about this guy and and the other nope. experiments. And they even talked about like one of the things that they mentioned. One of the guys in that Senate report he said, like in the '60s, the official policy was you don't document some of this yes. like you don't write it down you don't put it down because you don't want you know you don't want people seeing you don't want the trail yeah. coming back to you oh and i remember the name of the place in canada was called raven's crag yeah and i was like oh my gosh because this floods into all the other movies where you have the really scary castle like psychiatric institute <laughs> That is what this is. Raven's Crag in Montreal is like, rah, 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 like so the, creepy. The first movie that comes to mind is Strange <laughs> that, <Brood>. was, <laughs> that was mine too with fake lightning and whatever. <laughs> but it, it's such a movie name. It, it is. is crazy. I'm like, you just, I know that. And it was out of the like, way. Yeah. Like it really was. This was the, the actual place. <laughs> It would be such a good movie place anyway. Oh, yeah. It's so, I mean, just the pictures. When you're looking at the pictures, you're like, Ugh. Uh, yeah. Like, no it, wonder mental institutions had a bad reputation. It looked like you were It's not to just because they call it Raven's Crag. It also <laughs> has that feel. The yes. feel that you would want if you were making a movie about sinister people. Oh, it's true. Doing mind it was, control. And yuck. Yeah. It, this was just really fascinating. It is an attempt to uh, what the brain wars like. Just I don't know. I'm I just know they're probably doing something now. I'm glad I'm not knowingly a part of I, it. I really wonder because <laughs> it does make you because they talk about in that Senate committee there. They're like, yeah, we don't do the drug. You know, we yeah. don't do that stuff anymore. We also get but they don't talk about weapons. what they are doing. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that I heard recently was the, like, deep fakes and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, like, that's the That's going to be the next big thing. There's no way it's not. It's oh, already a problem. How is it not? Because here's one of the things, and I, and I say this kind of in defense of some of this stuff. So let's say you do have that, you got the people in Korean War that yeah. uh, come back and... They're saying that the U.S. did things that the U.S. knows aren't true. Mm -hmm. And they're, you know, out of it during, you know, interviews and disoriented and all sorts of things. How do you not say, okay, we want to defend against that? You know, Well, like, and to, to be prepared, like one up almost. Yeah. Like, we know that you're deep faking us because we know the deep yeah. fake technology. And, and to be able to one up because one of the newest scary things with deep fakes is this application of filter software. Have you heard of filter software where your image is made prettier? Yeah. They have just upgraded it from an overlay on your face to, to like an AI where the, you can move your hand in front of your yep. face and you can you turn, tell. you can do whatever. Because that stuff used to give it away. Like yeah. Like if you turn your head and, and stuff. And it would kind of take a second. Yeah. yeah. Like or you put your hand up. Or, up. or it didn't look right or whatever. <laughs> and all of a sudden your eyelashes are on your yeah. finger, you know, and... But it doesn't do that anymore. And it's and it's artificial intelligence. It yep. kind of adapts to whatever's going on. And with these advances in technology, how long 
have yeah. has it already happened? And to be honest, I bet there's a good chance that we're already using it in other places. I would not be surprised, honestly. But, but I feel like if, you have to be aware that right. This if is, you didn't do anything, mm-hmm. and other countries are doing this, yes, you're 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 almost just negligent. Oh you know, well, like you have and kind a vic- of, you're putting yourself in a victim yeah. category, just like. The people who are like, oh, these Instagram models really look like that. You need to know they don't really look like that for your own sanity. Yep. You need to know that there's, you know, you have to take every piece of information you have, including from two weirdos that are just like jabbering about it. No, we but... are the highest authority <laughs> on whatever you can You can think tell of. by the number of times when I'm like, hold on, let me, what was that <laughs> thing that I, I have it here. <laughs> Oh, is there anything else that you want to talk about this in MK Ultra? So I think we've covered most of it. We bounced around a while, but For I sure. think we caught most of the stuff. It's good. It's, I want It's not good stuff. It's bad stuff, but it's crazy. It's interesting. It's interesting. It is almost beyond interesting. Mm-hmm. Like like it's literally like science fictiony. Mm-hmm. You know, like this. This is movie level stuff. Yes, because everybody made movies about it. Yeah. Because they were like, isn't this crazy? Isn't this crazy? And you watch the movie and you're like, that is outlandish. (laughs) You know, that is crazy that somebody could even think of this. Oh, my gosh. I know. So, speaking of crazy, uh, (laughs) Project Stargate. Stargate! Tiffer. This one I had never heard of. (laughs) I had heard of MKUltra. In fact, just a quick tangent back to that one. Sure. I, at one point, I worked with a guy who worked at the CIA. Uh-huh. This was long before. This was back when this was super tinfoil hatty. Sure. None of this stuff could possibly be real. <laughs> and I asked him about, uh, you know, because I had heard of MKUltra and the LSD. I said, did they, you know, LSD, did the CIA make people take LSD? And he just started laughing at me. And he said, uh, maybe the supervisor, you know, the people in charge might have taken it. But that's not a real thing. Oh, and no. I believe that he believed that, <laughs> but he thought it was hilarious that it, that that was the thing as well. But I just thought it was funny that he, you know, this guy who used to work for the CIA. Oh my gosh! Do let's... they do anything with LSD? No, 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 no way. Wait, let's wait a couple of years till they tell yeah. us they did too. So, but Stargate is not a tinfoil hat thing. It is a tinfoil hat that has had acid dripped on top of it, and you don't even really have your tinfoil hat anymore. <laughs> It is it's so funny. It is hilarious to me because it feels so fake. Oh, All yeah. the information I got from it was from CIA.gov. I and got some from other places. What it felt like was that it was an April Fool's joke that they forgot to take oh, yeah. down. Oh. Like they're like, oh, this will be really funny if we put this up. So, <laughs> let's, let's cut the so, suspense and tell everybody what it is. There were many, many projects, and they all had different names, and they clumped them all in later in 1991, 1991, under the name Stargate Project. And what it was is that they would use psychics. (laughs) They would use psychics. They call it psychoenergetics. Psychoenergetics. There was another name, too, but of course, I have to consult my notes. Um, Oh, parapsychology and they also have 
um, psychokinesis. Do you know what psychokinesis is? So that's moving it's and moving affecting physical objects. Because they talk about that brain. with your brain. <laughs> so there's a movie called The Men Who Stare at Goats. Oh, no. And it's uh, the premise is they've got these guys who are like trying to be able to kill a goat with their mind with by their staring mind. at it. And it seems like a joke. Yep. But it is based on this project. No. And it's only that's that's the less crazy part yeah. of this project. Because this this also I always apparently go to movies when it comes to this stuff. All of the psychic movies or the yeah. we bring in a psychic to help solve this murder and you're like, "Why?" Yeah. This is why because they legitimately did this for warfare, for whatever. They used it for so much collection of information so i'm going to give you an example of one of the things that they and and they this is from their documentation i assume it's true Uh but i don't believe it anyway (laughs) because it's so hard to believe so what they do is they took this guy so let me explain what the process is first they have two guys that go into kind of a room and they quiet everything take away all distractions whatever One of the guys is, uh, let me see if I can remember what they're called, but one of the guys is the psychic, and the other guy is, he's kind of the instigator. He's the one who's trying to get the psychic to to see things, and he asks the questions, set the mood, whatever. So they have these two guys go in. One of them is a psychic, and the other one is trying to get the guy to see anything. And what they would do is they give him some sort of, uh, stimuli, you know, some sort of information. Right. So an example would be they give a picture of a person to the psychic. And then they would say, you know, in the past 24 hours, where has this person gone? And then they have the psychic try to go. So they would do this as a test where they're taking a guy that the psychic has never seen and they... And take, they know where this guy they, has been. They know where the guy mm-hmm. is. And, and, and one of them, they, they put the psychic in the room and then they tell the guy to go somewhere. So the psychic would, in theory, have no way of knowing where yep. this guy was. They would put him in a Faraday cage. So in theory, there's no way to communicate with him from that. And then they'd say, okay, where is the guy? Mm-hmm. And then they would just start describing things. And in theory, you know, according <laughs> to these documents. They say it fairly accurate. Some of these people get it right. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and. They, they they start describing things that they're seeing, and they can even start changing. You know, okay, now see into the future. You wow. know, and which is this example that I was going to give you is they have one of the psychics go in, and they've got a satellite image of a building in the Soviet Union. Yes, and they show them this building, and they're like, "What's going on in this building?" So the guy does. Whatever psychics do, yes, I don't know what, how any of this abilities. works. This is grilled frame in. flame. This is I have the legit transcripts of of a uh, grill flame uh, uh, session. They call it a remote viewing yeah, session. A remote viewing session. I have the transcript, so I wonder if it's the same one. Keep going. Is it submarine? Mm, no. Okay, I'll do mine and then you do yours because this one, what it was, is this one. Uh, in, in 1979, they gave this guy, his name was Joe McMoneagle. Uh, that might not be how you pronounce his name. But they take <laughs> this guy and they give him the picture of the building. They say, what's going on in this building? 
and he does his psychic thing, and he says, oh, it looks like they're working on a submarine, and he describes the biggest submarine anybody's ever seen. And they're looking at it, and they say, well, that, that can't be it, because the building is too far away from the water. Put a submarine in the water. You wouldn't build the submarine there, because it's like 100 meters from the water. So, but he got, that's what he says. He says, they're working on a submarine. So they say, okay, because what they would do, this is their, um, they, they would have the guy do a session. He would give some information. They'd take that information, give it to, you know, the CIA knowledge people, and then they'd say, okay, now ask him about this. Ask him. Mm-hmm. And so then they'd come back and do another session. So they have him go do another session, and they say, all right, look into the future. And he says, okay, what I'm seeing is is in four months, they are going to blow a, a path, channel. a channel from mm-hmm. the water to the building. <laughs> four months later, they observed them starting this channel yes! going from the water to the building, and then they see the submarine come out. And, and all this stuff, it, it sounds so, so fake. So crazy. Like, but it's like, on. Like someone was writing movies yeah. and then they're like, oh, I'm in my spare, like, like in the office. Oh, Michael keeps writing threat level midnight. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like somebody was cleaning out his office down threat level midnight and was like, oh, hey. Now, now here's, my, here's my conspiracy <laughs> theory thing with this is that none of this is true, but they're like, the people who believe this are candidates for our Manchurian <laughs> candidate process. These are the people who are far enough down on that, you know, because this just seems so fake. Yes. It just seems so fake. But there are there are literally 12,000 documents yes. on this on the CIA's website. And some of them are, are duplicates, and some of them, like, they have, little scratch drawings that people would make yeah, and I that's on this one. Yeah. It in is my crazy. transcripts. Yeah, they so have you go... Okay. So what I have is <laughs> a piece of information that was achieved through the Freedom of Information Act. Okay. And it's for the Grill Flame project, which is under the whole Stargate umbrella. And so what they've done is they have this first page where it says you know this is going to be a remote viewing session conducted for training purposes so this is a training one um and they give like there's a blacked out section but then they give um a set of coordinates on a map so here we begin the transcript and number 14 because they're not named they're numbered says this will be a remote viewing session which has been edited for security then there's a pause and it says all right number 27.5 the man's name is 27.5 i couldn't (laughs) even get a whole number the time is now 15 30 hours i'm opening up an envelope i'm looking at the set of geographic coordinates which read and this is blocked out you're not allowed to know what's there project yourself to that location and tell me what you see then there's another pause and 2705 says I see a runway. It looks like a runway anyway. It's got, it's some kind of airfield. Two intersecting sections of pavement. I sense that only one section is operational. Pause again. I see, and they have it minutes. So this is, you know, he's pausing every minute 
I mean, he's saying something and then pausing the rest of the minute. See a bunch of antennas next to the runway. They mostly appear to be on a singular support pole. They're strung out like conical antennas or long wire antennas. There's, it's, there's a lot of them. <laughs> right? And it goes on. And it says, I see three or four aircraft hangars opposite the antennas on the other side of the runway. I see rice patties. I see what looks like stacks of box-type objects. And then 14, the, the person who's there with him says, do you see any aircraft? And then 27.5 continues on and s starts to describe the aircraft. And he's like, they look like communist aircraft. And, and then he's like, I see that it's by the coastline. And I'll read this part because I'm reading the transcripts and I should. <laughs> It's on a coastline, very close to the sea, because I can see a small harbor as well. There's a, I sense that there's a, a military reason for this base, and I'm pausing because they have ellipses, so I know that there are pauses. This basin, ellipses, almost defense or some eye fence defense system base, seems very active. Anyway, it just goes on like this. And so they ask about the different things. Um... And number 14 says, okay, move yourself closer to this aircraft, because he's, he's now talking about a specific aircraft. Move around so you get a good view, a good side view, and look at the aircraft from the side. Look at the tail of the aircraft and describe the markings on the tail of this aircraft. And 27.5 um, says, it's Chinese on it. It's just a red square flag type on the tail. I see some kind of cuneiform writing. It looks a lot like our old F-86 Super Sabre for some reason. It's very unusual. It doesn't appear to be the state-of-the-art type of aircraft. <laughs> and then um, he says there's sirens. He's like, there's a noise, and it's right on schedule. Like, <laughs> And so number 14 says, um, um, and number 27.5 says, it's definitely a fortified airship. The harbor seems to have some, there's a harbor close by, <laughs> some sort of military activity. There's a patrol boat there. Anyway, it goes on because I'm on page six out of 16 and they just talk about all this stuff and it's crazy because they know exactly where it is. They, they, they're testing yeah. them. So they know all of this stuff and he then draws pictures of what the airfield looks like. And and this is what you were talking about, the sketches. Yep. So the dialogue essentially ends on page 8, but that's the sketches continue on pages 10 and 11. He draws the airplane and what the motors look like and what kind of intake they have. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I, that's what I found with like most of the sketches. Like I mm -hmm. couldn't tell what they were supposed to be. But he has a picture of what the... Um, cuneiform writing is because uh, Chinese writing has the cuneiform type yeah. look with the thicker edges on one side and he, he he writes it out and that's what they do is go through and some of these people are spot on yeah. I would like to be magic they, they would try and do these tests where they would put like a document in a safe and then you know put it somewhere and then they alright Tell us about the room that the safe is in. Tell us about this. Tell us what's in the document. Tell us, you know, 
are there diagrams they'd have a stack of documents how many pages are documents are there you know like what and these people would this is their test is yeah. to see if they can do it and one of the things in some of those documents that they would have would and so you don't get to see that like all the a lot of the stuff was kind of top secret you know they wouldn't yeah. show you but they they had a scoring system where they would go and rate these people and say you know like a zero is just you're totally off a one is yeah maybe something is is similar and a two is yeah most of what you're saying is true and three is like everything you know like this is it exactly my husband's going to be so pissed that I have learned about this because I'm going to pretend I'm a three. And I'm like, nah, I know that this is not going to work out and we're not going to do this. And they, they would go rate people. And you can see on some of these documents that, you know, what That's scores right. they're given. What did they have people. on there? So some of them, and, and they, one of their reports, they kind of talked about, you know, we can get people up to, like, there's a couple people who are twos. Like, what they give us is twos. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of the, the most, as far as average, but... On some of the documents, you would see, you know, one, one, two, three, two. You know, you'd see um, these scores, mm-hmm. so you could kind of get an idea. But you can't really tell what they're talking about because some of that stuff was all redacted, yeah. and some of the stuff was handwritten notes and sketches that I didn't, I couldn't really interpret yeah. or see what they're doing. But it, it was just mind blowing that this was a thing, and it. Yeah. They had information on the budget. They they only had put like two million a year into this. Sort well, you of project, don't need any resources. You just need a guy to sit in a room. It's true. <laughs> One of the weirdest things that I found was this document where they bring in a third party to see if he's interested in essentially paying for this. You know, buying the psychic. What? They bring in this guy who they don't identify or anything like that. <laughs> And they go through and they give him a demonstration, and then they say, you know, is this of interest to you? And he's like, well, I could see it maybe being, but I'd probably need to get more. It would have be hard to believe that yeah. it was real. And, and he, Especially he after MK Ultra. You know, like, <laughs> specifics, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, it was crazy. And it could have been, you know, like, a, you know, the president, you know, could have been somebody in the government that they're trying to do because one of the things that I worry too with some of this is they start making kind of sales pitches you know hey you should fund us you know this is a legit thing they put out a key findings document also in several movies where you have you know members of congress come in and see the mutants (laughs) (laughs) but they their key findings document says Remote viewing is a real phenomenon and is not degraded by distance or shielding. Yeah. Remote viewing ability can be improved by appropriate training procedures so they could prove that their psychics could get better over time by training and by having good, you know, the guy who sits with them and prompts them, stuff like that. Like, they can prompt them to get better. They say it has potential for U.S. intelligence applications. Although they say that the... Like the descriptive content, like sketches and configurations, is more reliable than analytic content, like function or complex technical data. Because they asked somebody one time, okay, 
you know, he said, oh, there's a box. Okay, go tell me what's in any sees wires and whatever. And they're trying to get him to figure out what that box does. The guy wow. can't figure it out. Like, he doesn't Maybe know. Maybe chat GPT. Could do it. Could do it. That's ask, right. Ask it what ask. the plane looks like with these coordinates. <laughs> It'll just See tell you it something. Can tell you. And, and my guess is, like, you'd start the, it's telling us the truth. Like, There's an airplane with an intake that looks like this, and it has uniform. That is writing. what an airplane looks like. <laughs> Well, it would know because it would read the stuff. Because it's documents. just re- reading the guys. <laughs> oh, except for it has a redacted, a redacted. And there's a redacted symbol on there. <laughs> All I see is a black box. And so the other thing that they talk about is they, and this is again where I worry that like foreign people are just messing with us because <laughs> one of the things they said like. China's got a program and Russia's got a program. They're already doing this, so we got to do That's this. That's how we got our space force. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think, all right, so somebody in, in Russia's like, uh, we got psychics who can see everything you're doing. And we're like, oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> we better we better have a program and we start getting our psychics and, and they're just making <laughs> stuff up just to see what we'll do. That's right. Really, they were just building a a. Oh my gosh, an underwater boat. What's suffering? <laughs> One of them underwater boats. What's underwater boats. And then their mole inside the government was yeah. like, hey, he said a Tell- good idea would actually be to blow a canal. That's right. Uh. <laughs> Instead of lift it up on these rollers. It, but it is it is amusing. Like there this one was one that I had never heard of, but yeah. we started looking into some of these you know, like what what was the CIA doing with like you know oh, like I human experimentation sort of thing? Yes. And then you stumble across <laughs> this, and it it was just oh so goodness. fun. Oh my goodness! Because you originally came and you were like, "Hey, you know, find one. I want to do MK Ultra. You find one." And I I was looking and looking and looking, and finally, I couldn't find anything good. So I was really excited when I found out. That there were these, that, that I, just, this I other. just jumped down the rabbit holes that there were. I did originally thought, gosh, so these are just honorary mentions in my research that I'm going to bring up. Oh, are you done? I've got some more stuff that I could talk about, just some examples of you things. You do those, and then I'll give you the honorary mentions. Be- because, like, one of the things that they, they, these are all, you know, legit things that they had tried to. Um, I'm already excited. But, like, they did. <laughs> One of the things was they lost a plane. Like, one of the Navy planes disappeared. Oh, and no. so they tell the psychic, go find this plane. And he essentially found the plane. Like, he, he was actually, like, 15 miles off. Whoa. But Close enough. As far as the world goes, like, they yeah. had no idea. They'd been looking for this plane, I think, I don't know for how many years. And they had no idea where this thing was. This reminds me of Psych, the television show. Yeah. And you know he's lying, you yeah. know, so it's hard. I know. It's so hard. You know that I'm not telling the truth. <laughs> but that's exactly what it feels like. I, I honestly have a hard time believing this. Yeah. Like it, it is really seems fake. Because mm-hmm. one of the guys that was involved, one of their main psychics, they, I think they said he was like their best psychic. His name was Pat Price. He was a former detective in California. And. He like they gave a bunch of examples, but off off duty, you know, from the CIA, somebody was doing something with him, and he said that in this place, 
I think it was Mount Hayes in Alaska, there's some sort of aircraft that's in a mountain with all these tunnels, and he starts talking about, like, kind of alien people at this place. Don't even go there. And and that's the thing, because at that point, I'm like, okay, because I can't find anything else about this, Mm -hmm. and I think this just starts seeming too unreal Mm -hmm. like just so unreal that any of this is true but as far as the cia documented stuff like i said there's twelve thousand documents oh no read the rest of that oh (laughs) here we go again i'm looking at his notes that's how i know this part So I don't know anything. This about just this. goes into the like, conspiracy theory things, and how I don't many, know much about hats? it either. Two. But this is a you, you need a couple hats for this one. <laughs> tinfoil hats. Get your but double tinfoil layers on. Pat everybody. Price was found dead, you know, of a heart attack in Vegas the day before he died. He was meeting with NSA officials, and then the next day, he's gone. That's because those aliens didn't want... Because the aliens don't the want information uh, their information out. And then they, yes. like, there's a couple other people who wrote stories about what they did. There's one guy, David Morehouse, who was one of their other... Uh, well, actually, I don't... He, there's another guy named something, Ingo Swan that was their, like one of their top guys. But this guy, David Morehouse, wrote a book called Psychic Warrior Inside the CIA's Stargate Program. And on the Goodreads, you know, blurb, it's like, unable to tell the shocking truth for fear of death until now. Oh, but I'm pretty sure he's just selling, because all it, this... It is a good sales tactic. It However, is good... wouldn't you also be a little terrified if you worked with Pat Price and he started and talking to the NSA and he's <laughs> yeah. gone? Yeah. Whether coincidence or not, I would be a little afraid for my life, too. Yeah. It It is really amusing to find some of these things and, and I like all the conspiracy aspects you know like that guy hiking you know the the Dr. Cameron yeah. news I gotta be honest it's that's a rabbit hole too it is because you start seeing dishonesty at every turn yep so every you which know. is a potential problem <laughs> with some of this stuff we is, might really be wearing tinfoil hats it's so true <laughs> because you know Everything feels like a lie. And you have all those weirdos who are like, the government's lying to you. And you're like, you're a weirdo. Yep. And now you're like, wait a second. They actually said that you're not a weirdo. Well, you're still a weirdo. But they said they're you're not still lying. And, and so then you don't know how to trust anything anymore. I'm, oh, I'm trying to find one of my uh, notes here. Like when I was looking into the, I think it was... Um, I think it was the MK Ultra that I was looking into. I don't I can't find my notes. But they have F. they have an article. Uh they said that the Russians had found a way and they give an example. I I will give an honorary mention while you are looking this up. Okay. So one of the honorary mentions is that there is a declassified document from nineteen sixty seven in which the CIA attempted to weaponize lightning. <laughs> because if they could weaponize lightning, it couldn't be traced back to the attacker. 
That's true. You want to know another crazy conspiracy of thing? Of course they do. They can create earthquakes. Oh. Which there was just the oh, one no. in Turkey and all the crazy huge. crackpots were like, See? they did it. Oh my gosh, that was but awful to it watch. Is a, that was a horrible, it is, horrible earthquake. The, as far as I know, there is no truth to any well, of that. Well, it wouldn't have been but, the United States because the United States likes Turkey right now. But here's the... Uh, so when I was looking into Project Artichoke, I found a document on CIA's site where they said uh, there was a, a guy, a Ukrainian anti-communist named Stefan Bandera, who who died of a heart attack. And one of the Soviets, Bogdan Stashinsky, claimed that they had a specially built, he called it a squirt gun, that can fire vaporized cyanide through the skin and essentially cause somebody to, to die that and how, look like a heart attack. Isn't that how vaccinations are done in the military? Uh, I think they. I think that I think is a are. technique. I don't know if it's uh-huh. a military thing, but they can. I think they do can that. do this. And so there. This was back in uh, the fifty or early fifties, and it was just kind <laughs> of. It's mind blow, you know, geez. like it, all this stuff seems like movie, uh, you know, nonsense. But, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we found looking into this, and the the Stargate one seemed really amusing and kind of fun that they were using oh, psychics hilarious. to do harmless, That's the harmless. Best part. The mm-hmm. MK Ultra harmful, harmful, but just kind of out to... there. Yeah, and and the truth is, you know, if they really genuinely thought that a little bit of LSD in the water supply would hurt everybody, you do have to study something somehow. I'm just not sure how you do that in an ethical way. Like, I just have no clue. I'm glad I'm not in charge of that. Yeah, and I think in some of them, they, they, there are a lot of people in the Army who said that they were involved in programs and were told that they weren't allowed to talk about it. Some of them, I think, were uh, given drugs like LSD yeah. and stuff like that, and and some of that stuff might be legit. You know, I like you can potentially there were ones with people that knew what they were getting into. Uh, well, there's my second honorary mention is actually a in 1942, the government funded an experimental flu vaccine that they put in insane asylum patients in Michigan to. Ex- and then expose them to the flu several months later to see if to they see. if they got it. And this is actually what it was co-authored by Jonas Salk, who later became the inventor of the polio vaccine. Yeah, like, uh, wow. I know. I you just don't know. Ew. And they also did other things with stomach bugs and swallowing unfiltered stool samples. Yeah, it's gross. They got a lot of a lot of stuff that you would probably have to not know that you're going to do. But still. Would you like to eat some stool samples? Delicious. <laughs> 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 hard to get volunteers for some of the projects. Pick me, pick me. <laughs> I volunteer. <laughs> but it the other thing that I always wondered too is like how many of these psychological tests that are done by universities are like funded by the government you know like the milgram experiments and stuff like that that 
it, it just kind of never even occurred to me that that's where the source of a lot of the you know funding or the requests for you know studies or whatever it yeah. is came from and now i don't know that i'll ever be able to think about those things no. without going i'll bet it originated no. i'm gonna have to go by a ranch in wyoming and become a weirdo that carries my shotgun around with me that's right uh. shoots down all the drones <laughs> <laughs> That they're probably using to monitor my property. <laughs> That's right. <sighs> Just kidding. They but, listen through my phone. <laughs> I was going to say, they don't even need that. The, you know, the the YouTube planes are so high up, you can't see That's them. True. They got your phones or whatever else. What's that like? They got it all covered. There <laughs> <laughs> she's at it again. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine I'd make pretty entertaining viewership. <laughs> Stealing at her kids. Looks like one of them forgot to put away the mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. That's right. I know she spent $40 in mayonnaise just this month. They keep doing it. I don't know why she keeps buying the mayonnaise. Oh, yeah, man. We don't even need a reality show. We've got a little crew above us. Keeping tabs. <laughs> oh, that was a fun. That was fun. Those rabbit holes were crazy. Yeah, that was a fun one. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that wraps it up. Yep, I agree. All right, see you, everyone. Bye.